0: Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome into Rain Over Money. This is Kevin Hissong. Thank you for joining me today on what is uh, episode fifteen of Rain Over Money. Today we are going to talk about investing, speculation, and gambling—three terms that uh, unfortunately get intertwined sometimes. But we're going to break them down into three different areas. And I and I got to thinking about um doing this episode because today is Thurby, uh based out of louisville kentucky here so it's a big week for uh horse racing and sports betting uh alike when it comes to the horses so uh today is Thurby, kind of become the local uh the local version of everybody's day at the races oaks has become a bigger deal and obviously derby on saturday oaks is on friday and and thursday is now Thurby. so it got me thinking about um you know (laughs) (laughs) has to do a little bit with with risk i think or actually a lot to do with risk and how much risk you're willing to take and i think investing in general you have to be able to uh burden some risk and take that on yourself but there's a definitely a difference in investing speculation and then gambling and don't get me wrong i i like to gamble um I think my friends think I gamble more than I do. <laughs> I, I enjoy it, uh, especially when we come to Derby this weekend. Uh, I like to read the programs. I like to handicap this and that, and uh, know a little bit about how how to do that. And every now and then I'll get lucky. I think my wife is better than I am definitely last year, uh, picking the long shot. <clears throat> but with that said, uh, I do enjoy that, uh, you know, with the online stuff now and in, in a lot of the states around us and, and sports betting becoming more, more, and more prevalent uh, across the nation, and, and becoming a bigger deal. You see it with commercials. You see the the leagues getting tied to it professionally and everything. It's definitely a bigger, bigger deal. So when you combine, you know, gambling becoming a bigger thing and social media and everything, people think, oh my gosh, I'm going to hit it big, and you know, we're going to re- retire off one big hit and whatever. So I just kind of wanted to take a mo- moment to talk about that and really. The difference in gambling speculation when it come and when I when I say speculation, I'll get into it in a minute, but speculation when it comes to picking stocks that maybe you think are going to pop and do what they call a 10 bagger uh, a 10 bagger would be. Uh, growing 10 times what you've invested or a four bagger is growing four times what you've invested kind of a term they use and then just general investing you know what's the difference in three because I think a lot of people think investing in the stock market is gambling. Uh, they're they're scared to death of it and and it's just not the case. And so I want to I want to get into that and talk about that. So thanks again for joining uh, again Kevin Hisong, Rain Over Money episode 15 here uh, available on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Visit the website at rainovermoney.com. So let's start with um, gambling. Let's start with gambling first cuz that's the fun one. Everyone wants wants to talk about gambling. Um, whether it's horse racing, whether it's um, you know betting the ponies, whether it's uh betting on your favorite basketball or baseball team or soccer team or whatever have you or whether it's uh, going to the casinos or whatever uh, one thing i've learned over time and, and i you know you read about this and hear about this with more and more people the more money you have the less you're willing to part with it and it's definitely been the case uh i probably used to gamble and be more speculative about things and take on more risk with less money that I had. And I wish somebody would have sat me down a long time ago and said, that's not the way to go. Um, luckily, I never lost a ton of money or got into any issues with that. But I know people do from time to time. So they get into gambling debt, um, get in over their head on, on gambles, whether it's real estate or, or whatever it may be, and get into trouble. So um, that, that could fall into gambling or speculation. So you've got to have some, some guidelines in place. And maybe by the time we get through this episode, you'll have an idea of, of some guidelines that'll, that'll help you along the way and make it fun for you, because I think gambling is fun. Uh, it, it's great to, you know, your horse to come in and win or you pick three teams in a parlay and you get a nice payout or whatever it may be. It's fun, but it's not fun to lose more money than you're expecting to lose. And it, it, it downright makes you sad. <laughs> I, I know I used to literally get sad about, uh, you know, losing the money because I wasn't prepared to lose it. I really thought I was going to win. And, and that's just not the case. And that, and that's the issue with social media. Um, you see so much of the time, whether, you know, you follow a, uh, you know, a sports betting or you see an article on Yahoo or MSNBC about the guy that hits a 12 team parlay and a 12 and a parlay is when you pick, you, you have to pick every game, uh, To win so it's like you've got to pick 12 instead of just one to win and the odds are exorbitant when it comes to a 12 team parlay people turning like $5 into $500,000. And what you have to realize, and what makes it so much harder with social media is that 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 is one in a million shot of course you're hearing about it because it's news and everyone gets excited about it, but it is such a one in a million shot. so whether it's hitting a 12 team parlay or. Uh, what is it? E- Ethereum stock, you know, or Ethereum uh, coins, uh, Bitcoin, whatever it may be. Now, now, uh, I will say Bitcoin. I'm going to talk about Bitcoin in a second here, but all the other ones. There's so many other, um, you know, electronic currencies out there, and this and that that uh, everyone are kind of betting on because they have the potential to blow up. And and you know, that's okay for a little bit of your money. And that's that's what you have to figure out is. From the investing standpoint, you know how much money are your, your investable assets? You should always know how much your investable assets currently stand at, or roughly stand at, whether it's 50, you know, you're just starting out, but you're getting things going, $50,000 or $100,000, maybe you're lucky enough to hit a million or 2 million. Um, that's your investable assets, and your investable assets should definitely not be intertwined with gambling um you know i think with your investable assets if you're going to speculate on something and speculate on a stock um it can be part of your brokerage account or whatever but you need to have some some um guardrails in place so i'm just going to throw this out there i I was thinking about trying to run some numbers and i'm thinking about myself personally um let's say you've got um $50,000, $50,000, we'll start, you know, $50,000 in investable assets that's in your IRA, your joint, you know, you're investing in your 401k, like we've talked about, you're, you've opened a Roth IRA, uh, but hey, you, you want to, uh, you know, you're, you're going to Vegas for the weekend or or whatnot, or you're going to the Kentucky Derby. Um, what's a what's a fair number to think about? Um, so so there's investing, there's speculation and gambling, and I'm not talking much about speculation yet, but, but gambling. Um, Let's talk about speculation for a minute. So I talked about gambling. I think we all know what gambling is. talked about investing. You know, that's your S&P 500, your 401k. You're allocating across different asset classes, building towards a net worth for retirement, money you're going to continue to put away in in, in things that have performed well and and stood over the test of time. You know, the S&P 500 over the last 50 years or so, I don't know, 7% annual return, 8%, 6% annual return, whatever it is um that's pretty solid you know if you give me a 50-year track record of something that's uh returning that i feel pretty confident in that same thing with like a johnson and johnson stock they've uh raised their dividend for 40 consecutive years or whatever it is i've talked about those those uh dividend aristocrat companies that have consecutively returned their dividends i feel like those are pretty good companies to invest in they've stood the test of time They've been through wars, they've been through pandemics, they've been through Internet bubbles, whatever you have it. And they're still very profitable companies and they're still continuing to raise their dividends. I feel good about investing in those companies. And I know that the S&P 500 on average, three out of every four years is going to give you a positive return. So those are things I'm prepared for for the long term. And that's why we talk about investing. That's what you should be doing. That's where the definitely the majority, the overall majority of your money should be going. Speculation, speculations. Okay. Um, When I first started um, investing outside of my 401k opened a brokerage account, it was during the late nineties and the internet bubble. And I have mentioned this before, but continued to see that the Yahoo ticker across my screen and you know, everything's just blowing up and going up 10, 15, $20 a day. It was insane. And I don't know if we'll ever see anything like it again. So as soon as I saved up enough money, I invested in a brokerage account. And the first stock I bought was something called ZeroPlus.com. ZeroPlus.com, I think the ticker symbol was ZPLS, if I remember right. It was a, um, it was a, a telephone over the internet. Um, it was free calling over the internet. And again, this is still when long distance were a big thing. We didn't really have cell phones. So, hey, this could be a big savings. I was living in Louisville, Kentucky. My parents were in Ohio. I have friends that have moved away. So if we could talk over the internet for free, that'd be fantastic. Um, And I actually bought a phone that plugged into my computer and this and that. And, you know, we're talking dial-up speeds of, I don't know what we were at, 50,000, 50K back at the time. So I tried it out and and it worked somewhat. It was definitely chalky uh, listening and talking on it, but it worked. So I liked it. So I invested in the company. Um, They weren't profitable. They had just started out. And i got lucky i think i, I bought the stock around four dollars a share and it went up to like 13 and i sold the majority of it and i held some of it um you know over a year or two and then eventually it went kaput and, and i lost whatever was left in the account but that was speculation that was hey this this technology is starting to take off i'm gonna you know i i like the idea of this company i've actually tried it out i like the way it works i'm going to put at that time i too much of my money into this individual stock uh, but that's speculation speculation is okay when you believe in something or you've read some good things or you have a belief uh, and you've done some research maybe in an industry that you know well of a company that's just starting out i i would put cannabis stocks um definitely in the speculation category i mentioned bitcoin i still think bitcoin is speculative it's it's edging on the investment side because I like the way it's reacting to the markets as a hedge, um, but I'm still not completely sold on it, but you know, Bitcoin's kind of between it. It's moved from speculative into a little bit of the investment phase. All those other electronic currencies are defi- definitely speculative, and I'm sure some of them will take off over time and people, some people will, will be lucky enough to make enough money, uh, some money on those. But Again, that it's just something you can't be putting a large chunk of your money in. It's okay to put a little bit. So for instance, going back to our $50,000 example, let's say you got $50,000. I don't think, and I believe this for for ourselves personally, and and I'm not even close to this when it comes to speculation for our investable assets. But I would say you don't want any more than 2% of your investable assets in speculative stocks or speculative ETFs or speculative industries. Um, so let's say you got $50,000, you shouldn't have more than a thousand dollars invested in that. Um, and the reason is because with speculative stocks or speculative ideas, you've got to be prepared for giant losses. And I think with speculation, you've got to be prepared to hold it through the horrible times. Uh, and that's tough because let's say you got $50,000, you decide to put $1,000 into, uh, uh, I don't know, I hate to promote it, but cannabis stock. Um, and let's say that $1,000 goes all the way down to $150. It's done horrible. Um, if you're only investing 2%, the reason I say that is because I would be okay to lose that 2% um, because my other investments, my 98% of my other investments are growing over time. I'm willing to to risk losing that 2% of my portfolio for the potential that it could take off. So maybe that over time goes from, well, you know, let's look at Bitcoin, for example. You know, it was, what, $100,000 at one time and went down to like $16,000, $18,000. And, you know, some people sold, luckily sold the top. Some people wrote it down to the bottom at 16 and continue to hold it. And now we're we're up back around 30,000 again. So you've got to be willing with speculation to ride out the bumps Give it plenty of time to do its thing because there are many companies that were at one time speculative companies that have grown into fundamentally good companies and people have made a killing on it, (laughs) but you've gotta be willing to wait it out over time. And that's why you can only allow a small, small portion of your overall portfolio to do that work. Everything else has to be focused the overall market and, and small caps, mid caps, large caps, dividend growth, whatever it may be the boring stocks and boring companies we talked about. Um, the Johnson and Johnson, the uh, you know, uniform companies, things like that of the world. Um, so that's why I think I'm speculative, no more than 2%. So let's talk about gambling for a second. Like I said, you go to Vegas, I love going to Vegas. My mother-in-law lives just outside Vegas. So we always fly into Vegas and fly out of Vegas. Uh, It makes it real easy for us. got the Kentucky Derby here this weekend. Um, If you like to gamble and if you want to gamble, I think it's okay to gamble, Uh, but you've got to be prepared to lose. The problem with gambling versus speculation is speculation, sometimes you may lose all your money. Sometimes you may just call it quits and say, "Eh, I've held this thing for five years. It's never going to do anything. And instead of your thousand dollars you invested, you've got 250 left. You may take it out. Uh, investing as long as you're investing in good solid companies over the long term as the S&P has grown and grown over the years and shown us historically you're going to tend to make money in the market over the long haul the problem with gambling is it's an all or nothing it seems like uh, you know maybe you take $500 to Vegas and maybe you lose your first $200 and you say hey that's enough I'm having bad luck I'll walk away at 300 good for you I don't like to do that. <laughs> uh, if I'm going to take $500 to gamble, I'm at least going to throw that money out there, try and hit something big. And if I don't hit it, hey, I planned on losing that money anyway, so it's gone. So gambling's kind of an all or nothing thing. You make a bet on a team, you make a, a $10 bet on a team in sports. If they win, you get $10 roughly. If they lose, you lose your money. You don't get a little bit of a return or a little bit of a loss. It's an all or nothing. That's why gambling's hard. And that's why you should not, never commit more money than you can afford to lose with that, because gambling isn't all or nothing. Most of the time, you're gonna lose a lot. Sometimes you're gonna get lucky and hit, and then hopefully you're lucky enough to walk away from it. So I mentioned with with speculation, I wouldn't do more than two percent of your investable assets. So if you got fifty thousand speculative thousand dollars, if you got uh, if you got a million, no more, more no more speculation than say twenty thousand dollars in stocks or different investment ideas. Um, When it comes to gambling, I would slice that way down. Um, I I was trying to think of a fair number for that. Let's say you've got $50,000 invested in your 401k, your Roth. You've got, you know, a thousand of that is in speculative uh, uh, electronic currencies. Some company your friend works at in Germany, whatever it may be. Uh, You've got a thousand dollars invested in that, which is 2%. Gambling, I would not do more than 0.25%. It's 25 basis points, one fourth of a percent. So if you've got $50,000, you should not be gambling more than $125. You should not be risking losing more than just straight $125. So think about though, you know, as you earn more and more money, you can gamble more and more money. You can be a little more speculative because it's it's a percentage basis. And as long as it's a percentage basis, you're going to be okay because it's not going to overwhelm. You know, Think about if your speculation and your gambling completely bombs, hey, 2.25% of your overall portfolio did nothing for you. And maybe you learned your lesson. You don't like gambling. You don't like speculation. Um, and like I said, as I've gotten older, as I've gotten more and more assets, um, the, the investments have become plainer and more boring. And every now and then I'll do a $5 bet here or there, you know, a $10 bet, but definitely nothing extravagant uh, for me. So if you've got $50,000 invested, $1,000 speculation, you're going to Vegas with $125, win or lose. Good luck to you. Um, You know, you got a million dollars, you've got 20,000 in speculative um, electronic currencies and, and your friend's company in Germany. And maybe over the year you gamble $2,500, that would be 0.25%. That's still a lot. I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a lot. That's, that's too much for me. Um, but, you know, if we're looking for numbers here, at least it gives you a, some, some, some guardrails to go with. So, so think about it. You know, think about your assets. Think about if you like gambling this and that um, with, with your different accounts. Uh, is that fair? Are you treating it right? Are you doing the right things? Are you enjoying gambling? Are you enjoying speculation? Are you enjoying investing? Um, and if so, then then you should you you should be doing it right if you're enjoying it. If you're sweating it out, if it churns your stomach when you lose money, then it's not for you. And the same thing goes with the stock market. It's so tough for people because some people just can't get themselves to invest in the stock market. They They see, you know, maybe they see a 20% 10%, 15% return over three years in the stock market, but then the pandemic or something comes along and all of a sudden their accounts start losing 20, 30%. They, they can't even stomach that. Um, and that's where you have to be able to take on a little bit of risk. You know, A little bit of risk for the stock market, definitely a lot more risk for speculation and a ton of risk for gambling. And I think as you invest more and more in the markets over time, and you go through different phases of pandemics and bank crises and internet bubbles, you'll see that things tend to bounce back over time. And that's why you need to stay invested and not be selling out of your good quality companies, your Johnson and Johnson's, your Cintas, your, your Illinois Toolworks, the S&P 500, things like that. Uh, speculative companies, ride them out. You know, If you're willing to ride them out, as long as you've invested just that small amount, Ride them out and gambling. Hey, good luck to you. hope the uh, hope the guardians win, hope the browns win, which we all know is is very rare to happen, but um, we suffer through it. So so with that being said, I hope you find us enjoyable, you know, just something a little different being uh, being derby week here and thinking about gambling and and everything that goes along with that. terminology standpoint, I hope maybe it sets something in your mind about thinking about, hey, what I'm doing, am I is what I'm doing investing? or am I guessing and speculating, or am I gambling? Uh, The majority, 98% of what you're doing should be purely investing. And then, you know, take take a little ride with a little bit and maybe someday we'll be talking about you in a uh, a Yahoo Finance or a a Twitter post or something about how you made millions. Good luck to you. Uh, It's rare, but hey, it does happen and one can dream. So again, I want to thank you all for joining me. Kevin Hissong, Rain Over Money, talking about investing, speculation, and gambling today. Uh, any questions, comments, please uh, feel free to uh, shoot me a note through rainovermoney.com. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, and check us out on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast from for other episodes as well. Again, I'm Kevin Hissong. Hope you have a great day, great rest of the week. If you're betting on the Derby, good luck to you all and have a good one. We'll see you.